It's madness. Continually devol- Con- dissolving into this madness. This mic just spun out of control. This this mic needs there to get its act no together. There is no control here. This mic is just it's just spiraling out of control spiraling. ever since I walked in, and now it's going crazy. And like we both said that we weren't gonna wear salmon, but here we are, both wearing salmon. Like I used to feel like a bear at the top of the stream, but now I'm just a fish following along the trends of others, and I can't deal with that. Okay. Mike, Mike, this Mike, the oh. Mike that's it, oh. it stopped now. Mike, was Mike. I wearing salmon or were you wearing salmon? Me and Mike were wearing. Salmon. You and the Mike were wearing salmon. Yeah, I was just making oh. eye contact with you because this Mike doesn't have any eyes to contact with, oh, so I gotcha. couldn't really get the same emotion right out well, of that scene. You both look good in salmon. Out of that anyway. tableau. Oh, welcome to it. Won't turn off. We'll be back after this break. This is the student-led voice of Edinburgh University. Over the air and online all the time. 88.9 WFSE, Fighting Scots Radio. Supporters of WFSC include John's Wildwood Pizzeria, featuring a selection of pizza, hoagies, wings, salads, and more. John's is open daily at 105 Erie Street in Edinburgh. Information is at 814-734-7355 or on the web at johnswildwoodpizza.com. DJ Mitchell is back, only this time on Fridays. But this is an ordinary Friday. The Mitchell Mixer is turning into Black Friday. Why? Because I'm delivering to you the very best in rock music, along with the latest news, trivia, and motivational quotes at no cost to you. So start looking off right here on the Mitchell Mixer Black Friday, every Friday at 3 on 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio or online at edinburghnow.com. It's insanity. That's just the same start, but just basically a different, different, different word. Yeah, no. we have no explanation for what just happened. But um, welcome to it won't turn out. I mean, some of it was like ripped from the Kroll show publicity specifically. Others, okay. other parts of it were my own creation. It was oh. a multimedia experience for the it ages. Was a, for sure. It was an event. Right. It was. It, it was, was an, an event. event. It was just like Avatar. No. Guess, which one? Guess which one? <laughs> I'm the multi multimedia picture, multi, big picture experience of 2012. 2012. I don't think it was 2012. 2012 came out in 2012. So yes, that's it what did. I was mentioning. Yes, that oh, was the motion oh. picture event of the season. Then why did you say Avatar? Well, because that was also that was a subtitle to 2012. Avatar. 2012. Av- 2012. John Cusack's in this movie. He does some stuff. The day after tomorrow. But not. Yeah. But d- d- we th- we played off paranoia. 
if if you're gonna question that silence is because we just heard some disembodied strange voice. disembodied voice talking behind you us. I only assume that finally the ghost of old Jebediah Compton has finally come to be on the show. Hi, uh, hi welcome, Jeb. Welcome our special guest, old Jebediah Compton. Thank you. If a voice appears that. in that later on, well, I'm I'll scream. I'll scream for a month. Okay. 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 I don't don't. Edit one in. No, of course I would not ever, ever do that. <laughs> okay. Fingers not crossed. Okay, good. Um, well, just to do this quick, I did nothing new between the last two days. I also did nothing new. So All right, what so a let's fun just, experience. Let's just jump right into games after Great. our crazy super start to this, if you will. All right, well, in games. See. Oh, do you want me to go? I was waiting for Jebediah Compton to oh, step in, uh, but I guess he, our, I guess our he left. Our unofficial ghost. He left. The ghost yeah. guest. Our ghost guest. That'll be our new thing. Wednesdays, we oh. have ghost guests. Oh, okay. Um, so if we you're a ghost, we're salmon, apparently. if you're a ghost that's a huge fan of our show. And we're salmon. Um, and we're salmon. Um, please come on. It won't turn off. Um, we actually do have a very big um, ghost following. Uh, I looked at our demographics. We're a last big time. hit in the underworld. Yeah, yeah. Hades is like one of our major backers. Yeah, yeah. He helped the Kickstarter. A, Whoa! A and great then if we deal. get taken over by, like, if somehow we get replaced because the ghosts want a ghost podcast, I would be so down for a ghost podcast. Me too. Number one, ghost podcast new spinoff. It's coming soon. Don't worry about it. Number two, it would be there would literally be a ghost host, and it would happen coast to coast with your ghost host. Yeah, Jebediah yes. Compton. I'm old. It's like, to me, he's for some strange reason a prospector. And the thing is, is there, was no Com- there was no Jebediah Compton no, here. It's, it was Mary it's, this Compton. This is Mary Compton. Supposedly who haunts Compton Hall, but I like it to be old Jebediah Compton. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that makes more sense. It's sun. more Scooby Doo, which oh, yeah, of course, real of course. to me. Um, <laughs> anyway, in games, in celebration of the impending. This is kind of extra. Okay. Do you. Dude, Basically, I'll let just jump down. This. Okay. This Britain has a very I, sassy I waxed today poetic about this. Basically, okay. um, in celebration of the impending hollow thud, followed by a few minutes of consideration that will be the release of Uncharted Four, mm-hmm. IGN has created a wholly legitimate and completely worthwhile kill count video okay. of the hero Nolan North. He has killed one thousand eight hundred and twenty-nine people over the course of three adventures. The voice actor? No, Nolan Nathan North Drake. Has? It's okay. just they're. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, like... Because that'd be scary if Nolan North has. First of all, this game should have come out two years ago. That's a lot of people. Second of all... How many people has Master Chief? I don't know a single person who's excited for Uncharted 4. Somebody. Third of all, it should have come out two years ago. This is ridiculous. Should have been a launch title, yeah. For how many people of ambiguous origin does Nathan Drake have to kill before he's satisfied? He has a bloodlust that will not be quenched. An unsatiable bloodlust for questionably ethnic characters. Whoa. Subplot. Well, yeah, in, in Uncharted, it's... Is Nathan it's Drake a racist? Super racist. Wow. People don't bring that up. People do not bring that up, but they should. They should bring that up. Right. And I mean, really, it's and all we're just bringing it up right now. an allegory, I guess, because he's trying to follow the path of like Sir Francis Drake, who I'm sure wasn't a nice guy. Yeah, he probably wasn't. Don't ghost Sir Francis Drake. You are not welcome on this show. Every other ghost, yes. Well, okay, there's probably some other ghosts we don't want on this show, but quite a few, actually. 
probably a lot of people. Let's just, here we go, our next video piece of content. Break out a Ouija board in the middle of Compton Hall. What happens? I've seen enough movies to know that one of us will die. Yeah, it'd be fun video. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) If it's me, just have, donate my body to, I don't know, be an extra in episode eight. Just a corpse? Yeah, yeah. Are they open casting call for corpses? I hope so. I feel like wherever Snoke is, he's probably got some corpses lying around. He, he lives on a of throne them. of corpses, probably. Ooh, that'd be cool. I could be one of his corpse throne. It's corpses. like the it's the Iron Throne. It's just limbs instead but of corpses. swords. Yeah. And but at the bottom, it's like we totally didn't take this from Game of Thrones. We it's like trademarked at the bottom. Yeah. It's like not a Game of Thrones set piece. <laughs> and, and that's trademarked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Radiant Entertainment. Who did Rising Thunder. And created the GGPO um, multiplayer platform for your fighting game. Right. Uh, was acquired by Riot Games. Rising Thunder has been shelved. Tom Cannon of Radiant explained, quote, Here's what I can tell you. This was definitely not a takeover by Riot. From our very first conversation, they have consistently asked how they can help us succeed and I'm 100% confident that this stance will continue now that we are actually part of Riot. This take this decision to take down our Rising Thunder. Rising Thunder. Um, and about our next project will be will be were mine, not Riot's. So the quote, the big and quote. the big and short of this. What we're saying now is not part of the quote. Rising yeah, no, he went on to say the big and short of this. Rising <laughs> Thunder, which was an alpha, is now not gonna come out as a full game, right. which was the plan. Um, but Rising Thunder's model was kind of similar to Riot Games' League of Legends and other MOBAs in the fact that it's Mm free-to-play. You unlock things as you go by playing with the characters and getting good with them and stuff, and there's a league system. Right. So, considering that MOBAs basically took the place of fighting games in the gaming community, more or less, Mm -hmm. around, like, 2006, let's say. Um, Year of the MOBAs. mm, Um. The fact that Riot now mm-hmm. is partnered with Radiant, I think, just makes the most sense. Right. Because Riot can continue to do what they do with League of Legends. Right. And use their platform that clearly works mm-hmm. for online free-to-play games. Yeah, it does. And apply that to Radiant Thunder's next project, whatever it may be. I think Which is super Radiant Thunder. I think the smartest oh. thing would be to make a fighting game based off League of Legends. Yeah. Because that would be arguably the most simple thing to do. Every ultimate and ability could be transmitted in some way, shape, or form to moves. And that would have a ridiculously large character pool from the start. Right. Albeit, I would like to see something created from that team because I know they can do it and Rising Thunder was really promising. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a League of Legends fighting game would like sell like hotcakes. Yeah, and hotcakes are good. Specifically McDonald's hotcakes available all day at your local participating McDonald's retailers. Not a sponsor. Da, 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 da. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Paradox Studios has unveiled their follow-up to Crusader Kings. It's called Stellaris. Stellaris. It's a game that aims to take the grand strategy genre the studio is known for to the stars with a focus Ooh. on space exploration and colonization. Which is becoming a popular thing lately. The game page is up on Steam right now. Wow, and there's a right release now. set for May 9th. 
Yeah, so you can't play it right now, but you can look at the gameplay. You can look at it. You can watch yeah. the trailers. It's watch Crusader trailer. Kings in space with ships. Yeah. And instead of just continents that you're controlling, it's like planets and I regions of planets. I control all of Pluto. Basically. Will I, they still include Pluto even though it's a dwarf planet? That's the question. That's why I, mean, I need. I don't know. I don't know the answer to I that want question. The Logan. Let's, let's dial up Crusader Kings right now. Okay. What, but the answers aren't going to be in there. No. Okay. You're right. Also, I guess in Paradox News, um, Paradox Studios also also partnered with Obsidian Games to announce its new isometric RPG in the vein of Pillars of Eternity called Tyranny, which is more or less the story of what happens to a land when evil wins. You play as a fate binder, a judge slash executioner of gotcha. an overlord's rule. As you always do. Your actions will, quote, shape the lives of thousands. Mm-hmm. Will you use that power to bring justice and inspire loyalty, or will you bring fear and cruelty to the people? Why not both? Porcano los dos. Yeah. But also, it looks really good for an isometric RPG. What? A, yeah, because my fear and cruelty could bring justice and loyalty. Right, exactly. I'm not saying I that would be the method that I would go. Oh, I probably would do a playthrough where I would do that. I would probably do multiple. Well, yeah. Um, As well. I think it looks cool. I like the premise a lot and the concept yeah. art slash yeah. sh- like sections of the, the game that have been showed off um, already look really, really nice. So I think I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on that um, now that it's been announced officially. But, yeah, there's a lot of RPGs coming out. Um, there's another one that I'm going to add at the end once we talk about the rest of the stuff on here. Right. But, yeah, RPGs for days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like RPGs. Um, 11 minutes of gameplay, um, were released for TMNT Mutants in Manhattan. Wow. By IGN. And then there's also a Game Informer one that's 16 minutes long, so. Ooh, so if you want those five extra minutes. Yeah. It's roughly the same content, though. Um, Showcasing the characters, swap uh, mechanics in single player, as well as the combo system, and much more. Yeah. So the demo, I don't know if you saw it or if it came across your radar. I didn't watch. Probably watched maybe like two minutes. There's a a boss battle with Bebop. You got a chainsaw and a gun. The art style I like in motion a Mm lot. Um, It works. It's the voices for the characters from the animated, the more recent animated series, too. Right. And there's a lot of traversability in it that's kind of similar to Metal Gear Rising. So I think it looks it looks really promising. It looks fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm really interested to see how that come along, I mean, comes along as yeah. we get closer. Even if it wasn't Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'd be getting it because it's a platinum game. So right. I think the, the fact that it's kind of blending things that I care about, at, at least, so, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I've always liked, but I've never, like, been super into, if that makes any sense. Right. And, like, I, there were parts of my life in which I'd wanted to, but then it's just like, no. I was when I was a lot younger, but those probably at the same time, too, that I'm like, Power Rangers are the best. Well, thing. yeah, I really loved Power Rangers, and so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was always on TV around the same time. In a fight, the Power Rangers would win. Come at me. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um... But I do like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm super. Ex- this is nothing that we're actually. I want to talk about long, um, but I'm super happy that they're gonna have Krang in the next one because I'm tired of Shredder. I am. I'm tired of Shredder. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Mention him, but I don't want to see him. That was games. <laughs> that was movies, not games, is what I meant to say. Yeah, so that was the thing. No, I understand. Yes. Next up. Deadbolt, the next game by the developers of Risk of Rain, a game 
is I out. Mean, <laughs> you play as the Avatar of Death, novel concept, and have to clear out puzzle rooms full of enemies, but you die in one hit. That's oh. also a novel game idea. Oh my goodness. Wow. This whole thing can just be filed under things that I'm tired of seeing, aka 2D stealth action games with an 18 to 6, 8 to 16 bit inspired graphics. Yeah. Usually characters that look like they came from um, Sword and Sorcery. Right. Or like laser effects like bro force if your game looks like bro force i don't want to play it anymore i'm tired i'm done i'm done with that that's a fair assessment like there's, there's so many things that look like that yeah now. there was just kind of a surge yes of that that yes. just came out of somewhere and it was cool at first well, then like, when everyone else yeah was like, like hotline Miami kind of i guess was one yeah. of the starting games of that yeah. and then um super brothers sword and sorcery came out and people really liked that mm. and then like what is it mark and ninja or something the the 2d ninja game mm. way of ninja something like that something like that um that came out and then people wanted to like take that down and make it look retro and no yeah you don't have to do that please I mean, it can. I mean, the whole kind of a retro revival thing can it's be. It's been done. revived. It's been revived multiple <laughs> times, but like, can be done well. I mean, look at Shovel Knight. Yeah, no, like, Shovel Knight. It was fantastic. Yeah, but I don't think it needs to. It, it's way oversaturated now. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It's popular, obviously, which is why it keeps happening. But the like. If you look at a if you look at a screenshot of Deadbolt and then you look at a screenshot of like Lone Survivor and then you look at a screenshot of <clears throat> like I mentioned Bro Force. Right. They're re- they're all really, really similar. Right. I mean, yeah, there are some graphical differences, but it's just like Right. They all have like the same bullet effects too, usually. Yeah. And like rainbow colored lasers that yeah. are like two pixels thin. Yeah. It's, there's they're all the same. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna start this. I know Britain's very passionate about it. So oh yeah, you're it, right. And then you're gonna you're gonna jump on board. Okay. Um. So Telltale Games, The Walking Dead, Michonne, Episode Two. Let me just take that back. Yeah. For no, a please include the colons. The, okay. Telltale Games colon The Walking Dead colon Michonne colon Episode Two. Well, you had this extra colon there, and just but that's not part of the title. We'll be out March 29th. Britain does not like Telltale Games. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about that. Immediately start. Right. I mean, the thing about Telltale Games is that they take everything that's lovable about a series, right. like Walking Dead, such as well-directed scenes, well-written dialogue, and right. well-acted situations, right. and takes all of it. It boils it down to its most simplest parts, right. puts it on a rig with a bunch of really, really terribly stiff animations right. on an engine that they probably made in 2005 for Jurassic Park, Yeah, package it as a game for $20 each yeah. episode, Yes, and expect people to get excited about it. And they do. And they become Studio of the Year at the VGAs like right. two years ago. Right, yeah. And now they're working on the Marvel one, which... And the Batman one. Why? 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 It was why not? No one's stopping them. That's because true. Because their games keep making money. That is true. Like no one is stopping people them. keep telling them, you know, your engine's terrible. You're like your engine's actually awful. Yeah. But 
they don't stop because they feel they are telling good stories. And Wolf Among Us was a good story. Wolf Among Us was Wolf Among Us their is best. Like, yeah, it's the one that stands um, out to me as being their best. But I think that's also, too, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but because it's like an original idea or did they base it off of something else? It's based off Fables, a comic book by Bill Willingham. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it's like a... Right, like I know the story that it's like the fairy tale. Yeah, no, it's it. The thing is, the, though, about it is thing. that it's their own take on it. Oh, so okay. So they were inspired by it, but right. they didn't. Which is why I think it's the strongest because they were able to do what they wanted. With Walking Dead, they can't like kill off major characters. Right. They can't. They can make their own, but they're never as strong as the ones that are fleshed out on the show. Right. In the Michonne one, they're limited as to what they can do, because obviously nothing terrible can happen to Michonne. Right. And then in the Game of Thrones one, like, you play this completely insignificant family that keeps dealing with major characters in really, like, Where are the terribly Horf's scripted ways. House of... House Dougal. House Dougal Horf, exactly. And I just... I don't know. Like, I am so over Telltale Games just existing as a whole, I guess. The mind, the fact that the yeah. Minecraft story mode happens makes you want to puke yeah, on a daily it's a, basis. it's a weird thing that they take something that's likable and then just make it into a cheap, crappy game. Because you're right, they have Minecraft, they have... Tales Walking of Borderlands. Dead, I heard, Tales, I heard Borderlands. Tales of Borderlands was well written. Right. But that's it. But it's a question of it. It's like, when, when do they stop? You know, like... You said they have Batman and they're doing Marvel. I remember those. Yeah. Um, you know, what's next? Are they going to be like, oh, we're doing a Mass Effect one? No. Or I mean, part... Telltale presents Super Mario Brothers? Like, what's unfortunate is that because of the nature of how many IPs they're juggling at this point, they have a very strict schedule as to how they can work on things. Right. So I don't think they have the time internally to create a new engine with which to make these games. And so far it's still working, even though every time it loads up like a choice that you made, it chugs or jitters while you're playing it or freezes while you're trying to do any of the quick time event type things. Right. And, like, they put them on every single console. Like, yeah, everything, basically, except for the 3DS. Right. And So it's just, like, if they were to limit themselves a bit, maybe apply the things that the PS4 and Xbox One can do, mm-hmm. I feel like their games would be a lot stronger and a lot more enjoyable. Like, Life is Strange took, basically, essentially what Telltale was doing mm-hmm. and just showed it showed a better example of it like beat them at more or less their own game right in my opinion i agree so i don't know i just i would like i'm fine with telltale games doing things it's just i would prefer them to be better yeah to put put it simply well right yeah put more of an effort into it make it less here we'll just take something popular Throw together a game and the faces. Dialogue options. Oh, the faces, the faces are, are always the same. The, fra- the they faces make the dumb look expressions. like the faces look like they were carved out of like poor foam. Oh yeah, and that's how they animated it was just with different foam heads. And they all have the really like the dumb like sad slash shocked expression. Yeah, like every character does that at least once, where the eyes kind of go up a little bit, and then the mouth, the bottom jaw opens, but not the. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. Well, I But know. anyway, episode two will be out March 29th of Michonne, the game. Get hype? Question mark. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, what I wanted to add on, um, the new 
the first game by the Tokyo RPG Factory, which was kind of founded by um, people who used to work at Square Enix and, well, Enix and Square and um, a few other companies. Their first game, I Am Setsuna, came out um, last week, or this week, earlier this week on Tuesday, in Japan on Vita, PS4, and PC, and it's set to come out here this summer on PS4 and PC because the Vita's dead. Um, R.I.P. Vita. Yeah, it looks, honestly, it looks really, really great, and the combat is more or less chrono triggers. Okay. Um, combat system with the active time battle and, like, everyone being yeah. in, like, different placements and stuff on the map. And the art's really nice, too. So, in addition to the fun Western RPGs that are coming out, like Tyranny and Stellaris, we're also going to have I Am Setsuna coming out in the same time period. So, there's going to be a lot of so RPGs this summer. RPG season. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm cool with. I'm all for it. Yeah. Was Don't there anything... Anything else in games? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? There's nothing else in games that you wanted to add? Pretty sure. Are you sure? Uh, is there something that I should be adding? No. Okay. No, I was just, I was just seeing if right. maybe per chance there would be something else. There's, mm. I guess there's PlayStation VR if we wanted to oh, talk about that. Yeah, that's happening. I don't really have anything good to say about that, so I'm going to not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going to not, and we're, <laughs> we're going to be we're gonna be right back we'll after. BRB. Uh, Everything you need for Edinburgh is at edinburghnow.com, including live streaming of our station. Edinburghnow.com and WFSC, they just plain damn well go together. Programming on WFSC is supported in part by QuickFill, a chain of 300 convenience stores and gas stations in western New York, western Pennsylvania, and eastern Ohio, offering American-made fuels from Warren, Pennsylvania-based Parent United Refining Company. Information is at quickfill.com. Did your studies keep you from watching the game last night? Or was the pull of Netflix just too strong and you forgot about the game? Are you out of town or a graduate of Edinburgh and want to keep up to date on all things Fighting Scots Athletics? Have no fear, the Morning After Sports Show has you covered. Right here on WFSE 88.9, every morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Tubby. And me, Drew. With special guests and interviews from the players and coaches that make Edinburgh sports so exciting. Support for WFSE is provided in part by Bonnell's Auto Glass in Fairview, offering professional automotive glass repair, window tinting, and window replacement services. Information is available online at bonnellsautoglass.com. So yeah, we're back with movies. Or are we? Well, I mean, we, we're back in very... Very Harrison Ford centric, very Harrison Ford centric type thing. So yeah, um, the actors for the young Han Solo um, anthology, right? That's what they're calling them, the anthology yeah. films. Yeah, um, has gotten down to their. They've narrowed the list, if you will. Um, Britain's suggested title that he thinks is going to be a Solo Rising or just Solo. Just solo. Like just solo. I think it's going to be stylized, so it has yeah. a bunch. It's like a really thin letter face, and See, it has a bunch I'm of spaces in between. I'm picturing more stylistically. It's Drive, and the title <laughs> will be the title. So it'll be it'll have like that you know kind of '80s neon feel yeah. to it, and it's gonna say the, the title is gonna be Riding Solo, and it'll be a picture of him 
like walking backwards with the jacket, but the jacket doesn't have the scorpion, scorpion on it. it. It's just like that. And he's walking to the Millennium Falcon, and, and it's then, a very 80s throwback. The soundtrack is done by the same people who did the Drive soundtrack. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, this the is one, my dream the version one sh- of it. I would be so down for that. You have no idea. But the <laughs> one... Ri- ride in. No G. R-I-D-I-N. The, the caveat Bush. would be the... Ride in both Solo. the trailer and the credit song would have to be Ride in Solo. Yes. From yes. Star Wars Connect. No, y- yes, yes and no. Yes. no yes. I vomited yes. in my mouth a little bit just because every time you remind me of that, I do that. I do it but often. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's been the actors to play um, young Han Solo have been narrowed down to Alden. Aaron Reich? Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Alden Aaron Reich. Jack Raynor and Taryn Edgerton. Egerton. Egerton. But apparently there's a couple other names on the list that are also being considered, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Um, I've heard actually from that list that Jack Raynor was actually given quite a bit of favoritism. I mean, that makes sense. He's he's the most Han-like. He's the most Han-like. He looks like a not not to I'm not trying to insult this guy, but no, he, he looks a lot like Chris Pratt. He looks like he a poor really, man's he, Chris Pratt. He, he does. really does look like Chris Pratt. He does. Um, and Chris Pratt did say he based Star Lord off of Han Solo, so it would be this weird. So it'd be a weird self-referential type of casting choice, kind of. of. Yeah, but not really. I don't know. It, it'd be fine. I feel like all in all. I mean, I'm gonna see this movie regardless, right. but it's just gonna be weird. I would, you know, it's. I just, I would have preferred to have someone that like actually looks like Harrison Ford. Right. Yeah. Like all of the ones they considered. I remember when there was even the bigger list from before of actors being considered. Like one of them, I would say, oh, this guy looks like Harrison Ford. Right. Just have Adam Driver do it. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that makes total, total, one hundred percent sense. Just be like, see, Kylo Ren. Really Ake does look like really Han's did look Han. like Han. <laughs> they're, they're the same family. Oh wait, spoilers! Oh, sorry. If you still haven't seen Force Awakens, what happened to you? Where Who were you? you? Were you in a coma this whole time? If so, I'm sorry that I yelled. But yeah, don't but get mad so, at our comatose page. If you're not, if you're not, if you haven't seen it by now, you're not going to see it. Let's be real. Yeah, no, that's probably. The I'm case. not. I'm not holding back spoilers anymore. Um. For that movie. Things other, I'm not holding movies, yeah. back will be my intense hatred for Indiana Jones 5 existing at all. Oh, yeah. 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 So Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg, this was yesterday, right? Yeah. I believe now it's just that they are, in fact, doing Indiana Jones 5, and Harrison Ford will be Indiana Jones again. Spielberg's probably going to direct. Um I wonder if Lucas is going to produce. Do you think Lucas will produce again? Probably. Um, which, which another thing that hasn't been said too much, but I realize this is going to also be a Disney film. Yeah. So this will also be under Disney's, uh, you know, acquiring of Lucas Films. So it'll be that. My hopes for this is no Shia LaBeouf. No, Shia LaBeouf. We don't need Mutt Williams or whatever his name was. Is that it? Mutt Williams? Did I get it right? First guess? Oh, Mutt is correct. I don't remember what his last name was. But we don't need him. I think my favorite part of uh, Crystal Skull was when... It ended? Well, it actually was at the very end. 
is when Shia LaBeouf goes to reach for his hat, then Harrison Ford takes it away from him. Because my fear was like, oh, they're going to try and do Indy 5, and Shia is going to be like the new Indiana Jones. In that moment, he was like, no. You that's don't what to, you thought. You don't, I, I, yeah, that's what I unfortunately thought. That was my deepest, darkest fear. They played um, you. But Harrison Ford in that scene was basically like, no, you don't get to be Harrison. You don't get, you to, don't be, get to be me. You don't get to be Harrison Ford or Indiana Jones. You don't get that honor. Yeah, I mean, you he, don't. he wasn't famous anymore either. Well, he became like, not famous. Um, he's famous again. He's famous again now. Yeah. Because he just did it. Well, the, the I'm not famous thing was 100% publicity slash performance art stunt. So right. Um, also, back to Young Han real quick. Supposedly back. the story's going to focus mainly around Han, at, you know, and his relationship with Chewie and kind of how that buddy dynamic happens my biggest thing is i really want them to handle that i guess they're making their own canon if you will but i want it to be what was established for that he saved him from imprisonment Chewie owes him a life debt then they become bros yeah like if it's just oh i i was we were roommates in college (laughs) We, we were roommates at carillion university um, Hans Akrillian, by the way. Um, Star Wars High. Like, if they do something dumb where it's like, Han was a kid abandoned on Kashyyyk, and Chewbacca took him in. He I would be upset. Grew, he grew up with Starkiller, and they became best yes. friends. Yeah. Actually, do you know That's what they want. They wanted to do in, which, thank goodness, somebody stopped Lucas, but they wanted a reference to Han in Revenge of the Sith. And that was going to be it. That, like, Chewie was in it, but Han was going to be, like, his adoptive son. Oh, good. But luckily somebody there was like, George, George, you're losing it, buddy. Come on. Let's not do that. They're friends. They're friends. (laughs) Also, Han is basically the same age as Luke. He might be, like, five years older than him at most. At most, yeah. So. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Maybe we'll get to see him make the castle run in less than 12 parsecs. Maybe we'll get to see Indiana Jones turn to into a skeleton before our very eyes. Maybe. Maybe. No, I wonder, do you think he'll still be fighting Russians this time? I hope so. I guess that would make no, sense. No, I hope it's like a futuristic remake. It's actually just Blade Runner 2. <laughs> LOL, JK, Indiana Jones 5, a.k.a. Blade Runner 2. Starring Ryan Gosling. We just brought it back, full circle. We did. We started with the you drive. You thought we didn't have a plan, but we did. No, this was planned beforehand. Television. Oh, right. Yeah. That's um, the next part. Adventure Time is getting an official Lego set at some point after okay. a successful Lego Ideas campaign. The service also allowed Doctor Who Back to the Future Ghostbusters and Big Bang Theory sets to be brought to life. Two of those four are cool. You decide there are some two. things that man should not have the power to do, and it is decide what Lego sets are created. For a, True, that's for a higher power. I didn't know that Adventure Time was still relevant to anyone on this planet. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. in our age group. I know a lot of people that I was friends with, slash am friends with, watch it, watched mm-hmm. it at some point. Like, I, I watched it, I used to, but, like, I just don't have the desire to anymore. I know they're still making episodes, but, like, I don't need that in my life. I'm not missing out on something. 
right. by not watching it. Considering the most exciting part of it is like the overarching plot of mm-hmm. which there's like four episodes like every two seasons about. Right. So it's like, no, thank you. I don't need to watch this episode full of nothing. Right. Agreed. And then it somehow infected all other cartoons around it. Right. Everything else on Cartoon Network, yeah. Yeah, Cartoon Network just became, do you want different skins of Adventure Time, the network? We had diverse shows as kids. We had Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That was a Kids that Next a good Door. Show. That was a good Teen show. Teen Titans. Good show. The original Teen Titans that weren't the stuff they have now. Mm-hmm. You're right. No, you're right. Dexter's Lab. This argument's been said a lot. But... We've said it a lot. And this isn't just 90 kids nostalgia. We had good shows compared to today. I mean, it's not Pendleton Ward's fault either. It's not Cartoon Network's fault. No. It's just that's what's popular now. It so. is. But then again, people don't like good things, Britain. If anything else could be summed up by some of our feelings on this show is the popular opinion usually isn't the good opinion. Like Big Bang Theory. Why does it have a Lego set? No, but yeah, who's the person that's like, look, now I can... Have little Lego Sheldon that walks into an, just an average-looking apartment. Bazinga. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to release, like, okay, here's the Big Bang Theory cast Legos. I mean, if somebody wants to buy that, fine. Here's sure, Will whatever. Wheaton in Lego form. I would get Will Wheaton in Lego form. That'd be the only one I'd want. I'd get Will Wheaton in Lego form and then say, you're lucky you're on Star Trek, and then set it on fire. Yeah. And then... I would I maybe get the Leonard one and be like, you were you were the kid in Christmas Vacation, and a lot of people know that. And then I'd set it on fire. Why are we buying things just to burn them? It's cathartic. That's true. Um, Patrick Warburton. Yes. Has been cast <laughs> as the voice of Lemony Snicket in Netflix's Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Um, in addition to this, Neil Patrick Harris will be playing the role of antagonist Count Olaf. I'm so excited. Are you? Yeah, kind of, I guess. Um, it's something that I didn't think needed to happen, but like, well, I'm thing, sure it'll be better than the Jim Carrey Don't you dare. Of, that movie's serious? fine. You serious? Yeah. I like, I un, unironically enjoy that like movie. like eight books together in three. the one? Three. Okay. Kind of. Kind of. Right. Not really, but kind of. See, I put that in the string of, like, that weird time in film history when Jim Carrey just had a crazy amount of power. Right. No, like, the thing is, I know, I recognize it's not great, but I watched it a lot as a kid, so it has Oh, a, fair enough. And, like, I really liked the book series, obviously. There was a strange time when we just liked comedians. Do everything. That. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I try Austin to block Powers. this from my memory, but remember, like, Mike Myers was Cat in the Hat? Yeah. And that movie, like, hurts my soul to think mm-hmm. it still exists. The Grinch. The Grinch, yeah. Between Jim Carrey and Mike Myers, there was a lot of power there. Mm-hmm. Was. Was. Was is a very operative word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <Number> yeah. 23. <laughs> I, um... Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for series of unfortunate events because I'm, I'm, like I'm definitely interested to events. see how it'll go. I wish this would have happened maybe like ten years ago. Yeah, it seems like but, a very strange. Yeah, it seems like a weird thing to do now because yeah. it's been like eight years since that movie came out, right? And it's been like six years since that book. No, more than that, like a lot more. Yeah, eight, like nine, ten years. Ten years since least. the book series ended. 
Oh, ended. Yeah, yeah I was probably, in like uh, I was in like seventh grade, so probably so almost like ten years. Yeah. No, over. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been it's been a Lemony Snicket is his pen name. Yeah, that's not his real name. That's not his real name. Doctor Seuss's real name isn't Doctor Seuss either. Everything you know is a he lie. Probably, he wasn't even a doctor. He might have had an honorary doctorate. But what Maybe. If... He was also mute. Did you know that? Doctor Seuss. He was mute. Are you not responding on purpose? This is my impression of Doctor Seuss. <laughs> Don't. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> you took me off guard there, but I was happy about that. I don't know why I brought up his, that that was his pen name, but it felt like it was something I needed to say. Well, yeah, it confuses people. That lemony. It sounds Snicket. like a. I've always, whenever I've heard lemony snicket, it, it sounds, sounds like, like a, a delicious cookie. It sounds like a crosscut cookie. Yeah, it's like, hmm, would you like to come over and have tea in my lemony snickets? And you're like, yes, I Grandma, would. Grandma, I love your lemony snickets. <laughs> I made them straight from a box, dear. It's not my own recipe. I'm just a child, so I don't understand these things. <laughs> I kind of liked Britain's little kid impression with my old woman impression. Maybe this is our new podcast, Grammy and Little... No. And Tiny Tim. Tiny... Okay, so not only... No, no, you're not that Tiny okay, Tim. Okay, good. Not the one from Charles Not Dickens, good, but... Uh, Chris, Christmas Carol. I don't... I... <sighs> That's probably his best book, which is not saying... No, much. it's not. I do not. Let's not get into this. Discussion. No, we're going to get into we're this. We're going to have a Charles Dickens discussion. Christmas Carol is... First off, it wasn't even a book. They were serials in a newspaper. They were serials in a newspaper, yeah. FYI. Each chapter no, was I a different serial. Dickens's best book is by far Great Expectations. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? I enjoy I Great, Expectations. Great Expectations. I hate We finally found it, the thing like that it. we can't agree on. Miss Havisham is Her, okay, the I, worst. I'm not gonna spoil. Actually, I'm not saying spoiler alert for a book that that's old. If you wanted to read that book, there were many opportunities. I enjoyed when, reading that book not when you. I was forced to in high school. Yeah, I was forced to in high school as well. When she set on fire, that was the best part of the entire. No, book. yeah, that is that the, was best, the best. That part. is the best part of the book by far. Also, it's de- like, it's just depressing throughout. No, it's not. It's good depressing. No, it's not. It's like oh, I could. I don't remember her name, but I could fall in love with this girl, but I don't. And then uh, maybe I do, but then maybe I don't. Estelle. Estelle. Her name. her name was Estelle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean it's it at by the end it's a very uplifting tale about triumph and the human spirit. Basically, if there if it had come out now, it would be on Oprah's bestseller list and lauded as a triumph of right. the human spirit. And then there would be a movie version. Starring. Starring Anne Hathaway and Tom Hiddleston. I was gonna say. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel as Radcliffe Pip. as Pip. Yes. And Anne Hathaway as Estelle. And Helena Baum Carter as Miss Havisham. Miss Havisham. I don't think I want her to be Miss Havisham, but so far I'm behind this casting. <laughs> great Expectations movie written and directed by Britton and I. Well, there there is a Great Expectations movie with but no, Helena no, Baum we're... Carter as. There's a modern one? Yeah. I saw like the really old no, one. No, there's a newer the, one. The like, black and white one. We watched that in class. Oh, I'm I'm pulling this up because I remember it was Good coming up Pip. as yeah. I was reading it. Things that I bet you guys didn't expect. Charles Dickens there discussion is. here. It's from 2012. I was correct. Oh, wow. Where was that movie when I was reading Great Expectations? There's also a TV miniseries version. Hmm. Why I'm not sure. There you go. Was Helena Bonham Carter Miss Havisham? Yep. Why? 
I don't think uh, that's great casting. Toby is Irvine you, was young Pip. Wasn't she like ancient? Yeah, well, I don't remember anyone else on this cast. Wearing her so. uh, wedding dress all the time? All the time. Just all the Much time. Much like many of the ghosts that um, are listening to our show right now. So Ew. shout out to the ghost brides out there. Ew. Ew what? No, I'm just I'm looking at the. I thought you were going to say you to our ghost bride no, listeners. I'm, I'm that's looking quite, at that's quite insensitive. At this IMDb page, and it's mm. got the Divergent series Allegiant on it, and there's Ugly Man from the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, and then Ugly Man from one of the um, John Green book movies. Oh, gotcha. And then who appears to be Vanessa? Is that Jones. the one where he's the country guy? That's like Paper Towns. Paper Towns? Yeah, it's he's the one from Paper Towns. Paper Towns. Gotcha. Well, thank you for listening to I hate you, John quick... Green. If you're listening, your books are trash. Yes, that is true. That is a true story. Um, I'd rather read Dickens than you. Sorry. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not a huge Dickens fan, if you didn't catch that. I'm not either. Yeah. I just I like Great Expectations. Okay. As so, a, as a founding pillar, Miss Havisham, if you're out as a there founding pillar of modern literary classics, he has to be there. Like it's in there. I don't like the rest of his stuff very much. Yeah, tell I, appre- I appreciate the fact that it exists. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want it to go away. It's just not my style of writing. Right. Great Expectations is like the only one that I like. My problem with behind. it is I, and I, I think I might have even said this quote on our podcast before is i stick by the like mark twain quote is if they don't mention there's a knife on the table unless somebody's gonna get stabbed by it that's my problem is dickens goes into way too much detail unnecessarily i like detail but sometimes it's unnecessary just tell me there's curtains and i'll come up with the curtains there's beautiful five page worth of description miss havisham's Curtains were described no, for there's, like two pages. There's like two whole chapters dedicated to just describing that house at different intervals. Yes. But he really wanted you to know what that house looked like. But anyway, regardless, I pictured it as the mansion from the haunted mansion, pretty much. Yeah, no, that's more or less what it is. Yes, lots of cobwebs. Anyway, we have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash iwto podcast. Right, because we're a podcast. We are a podcast. Uh, we have our SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash Edinburgh now. Yeah, you're right. Do you know we're also on YouTube, Britton? No. Yeah, you just got to search. It won't turn off with an exclamation point and look under channels. Oh, wow. will be that one. Yep. And we have shirts that you can buy. For money. For money. You have to pay money for the shirts. Unfortunately, um, you have to pay unfortunately. Money for the shirts. We if we could just give them out to the masses for free. And t-shirt cannons, giant t-shirt cannons. Yeah, no, I'd run around town all day with a t-shirt cannon and just be like, you get a shirt, and you get a shirt. I'd run into sporting events and people would get super hyped about it, and then they're like. That we wouldn't distribute shirts for the sports podcast the morning after. We would distribute No, it would be for, for ours. us. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, we wouldn't do that. But you can buy those. There is a link to that on our Facebook page. That's it. That's all we got. That's all. We talked some Dickens today. Think, just think about that. And ghosts. It was all tied in. It was all tied in. This was this was planned thoroughly. You thought this was just the random ramblings of the two of us, but we had this strategically planned it's out. It's never the random. Time. Nothing's random. Everything happens for a reason. That's true. Thank you. And now to sign us off, old Jebediah Compton.
Was it old Jebediah Compton or Dr. Seuss? You tell us. <laughs> or was it both? <laughs> it was Whoa. A- <laughs> ghost Ghost Dr. Seuss would be Would would Ghost Dr. Seuss be able to talk? You think about that and we'll answer <laughs> it on Friday. Goodbye. <laughs> It's right there on the front page. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick Dewey. Join me for the best in rock music, as well as a cornucopia of information about rock, including the latest happenings, trivia, and inspiring quotes from your favorite artist. Fridays from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can tune in on the dial, Fighting Scots Radio, 88.9 WFSE, or online at edinburghnow.com. Programming on WFSE is supported in part by Quickfill, a chain of 300 convenience stores and gas stations in western New York, western Pennsylvania, and eastern Ohio, offering American-made fuels from Warren, Pennsylvania-based Parent United Refining Company. Information is at quickfill.com.